Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tonight on Love and Respect, a conversation with football great and Georgia United States Senate candidate Herschel Walker. Why don't we come up with two criteria to run for office in the United States of America? You first got to love America. Yeah. If you don't love America, why do you run? Yeah. Then you got to love the Constitution. Yeah. Because within the Constitution, there's things that you hold people accountable for can solve the problems we're fighting for right now. Herschel Walker, coming up right now. Welcome to Love and Respect. Thank you, sir. All right, this Thank is one you. of my favorite shows. So the Braves uh-huh. have won the world championship. Yes. Georgia, the national champions. Yes. And I get to interview Herschel Walker. Oh, wow. This is absolutely. Yeah, this is when you know prayers come true. So I yes. appreciate you. We've talked. Like, you called me. I, usually when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm trying to find people that are running for office, they're hard. They're evasive. It's like yes. trying to find Batman in Gotham City. Now, you called me. Yes, yes. I was like, Michael, how you doing? I'd love to meet you. Um, everybody, everybody on your side wasn't necessarily pleased you was calling a, a Barney crack. <laughs> well, well, you know, <laughs> but you, you, didn't, you didn't mind, and you offered yourself. So thank you. No, thank you. You know, I've, I've watched you from afar, and, and I admire what you were doing for the city of Atlanta. And it's not had that I was running for office. It's just I admire what you were doing because that's what I like to do. Yes, you got to give back. You know, I've been helped so much, and... And I got to reach back and help people as well. The same thing that you were doing. Yeah. Spoken like a true Southerner. I, oh, um, yes. I, I, speaking of Southerner, you're from Johnson County. Yes. Um, state champions with the Trojans there. Named National High School Athlete of the Year. Won a national championship in 80. In 1982, you win the, the, the Heisman Trophy. You've made a lot of people a lot of money along the way. I have. Right? I've so when, 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 when high schools win state championships, people went to their high school to make sure their high school has a better gym. They donate. <laughs> they well, donate that didn't happen too much that, where I grew up. That didn't I, happen, I, it's happening more now. It, it is. I, I have to give a little bit of money back there, and that's, I think that's what you do. When you win a championship and get an opportunity to go outside and do something like I've done, you've got to give back. So I try to give a little bit back that, to uh, my high school. So you've made sure that high school has a claim. You've given them money out of your pocket. You won in 1980 you know, under Coach Vince Dooley. You guys had a, had a heck of an era together. Now fast forward, my wife's cousin, Nolan Smith Jr., is number four on defense plays. And there's a dramatic difference in between your team winning and their team winning in that as young men, they're able to make money. Yes. They're able to make money off the jerseys. I had to get one of your jerseys legally made. They no, jeez, don't, don't tell me that. Hey, hey, so they I won't have, even let me have a jersey exactly, nowadays. I, had to pull I can't it. even get one. What, what do you think about and do you approve of athletes now in the free market being able to use their name, image, and likeness? Because athletes didn't used to get paid for the college video games. They didn't used to get paid for the jerseys. And I know your jerseys. Oh. Your jerseys sold out every week in UGA for, for years after yes. What, what do you feel about these boys and, you know, and girls being able to be paid? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not for it. The only okay. reason I'm not for it is I think it's going to separate players. Really? I think it's going to separate players, and I think it's going to hurt some of the small schools. And I said, I think it's going to hurt some of the small schools. One of the things I suggested, but they wouldn't even take my suggestion. I said, guys, why don't we do this? I said, college is about education. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't we take the money that the athletes are going to make, put it in an endowment program. And what we do with that, the interest from it is to help underprivileged people to go to college. And once you come back to that school with a degree, I don't care what, from any university, 
you receive every cent you ever made because I want the emphasis to be on education uh, because I think studies have been shown that you take professional athletes that have made a lot of money and they don't do anything with the money. Some of them have lost the money. And I said, if we're going to help to educate our young men on how to spend the money, how to keep the money, how to invest the money on taxes, then I can be for it. But right now, just to say, let's give the athletes money, I said, guys, I think we need to help them a little bit more than just that. Gotcha. You're going to have the SEC. <laughs> They're going to start paying all the athletes. So now the guys come in here. So what about the smaller school? Uh, they going to be able to get the money. And I said, I don't know how... They're going to regulate that. I'm not sure how they're going to regulate that. And, as, and then I said, what type of separation are they going to have? Are they going to have young men that's going to be driving a, a Mercedes around campus and then his offensive lineman driving a bicycle? Yeah. And I tell people this. I said, guys, I won the Heisman Trophy, but let's be honest here. If you look at when I played, and my offensive line was very good. Yeah. You know, I, didn't get, I didn't get hit in the backfield that much at all. None of my offensive linemen ever made All-American. Yeah. People don't even know that. Guys, Herschel Walker, they said, well, there's great running back. I did all these great things, but I didn't do it alone. Yeah. I had a great team around me, but yet everyone only gave me those awards. Yeah. What about the people that was in front of me doing some of the work? And I said, guys, how are you going to uh, divide this out? And I said, that's what makes the problem. And, and I do. I feel because you know, I'm from an area that had nothing. Yeah. I, I grew up in I tell people I couldn't even afford OR and pull out pole. But one <laughs> thing about it is my parents taught me how to work. Yeah. They taught me how to go into that, to college, and my, my, they said, do the right thing. You better do the right thing. Because yes. I always thought they were going to come and spank me. Yes. So I figured I had to do the right thing. So I just want to make it even that those athletes are going to be able to keep this money. To Walker, outside for the corner, it's a foot race. Touchdown. Critical race theory is something we hear, and it's almost a boogeyman word. Yes. And it, it's, it, it sounds smarter than, than T.I. talk. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. T.I. use a lot of big words. So I'm yeah. like, what is critical race theory? There's a professor, a um, history professor named Carolyn Anderson at Emory. And Carolyn talks about critical race theory being the study of systems mm -hmm. and how they've oppressed. So some examples would be black farmers we know have been annexed out mm -hmm. of black subsidies. And yes. us being yes. Southerners. Because right. I'm from Atlanta, but my family's yeah. from the deep south. They're from Tuskegee. Yes. You know how much a farmer subsidy oh. can, help, can help a farmer oh, or yes. hurt if they I don't do. get it. So having them annexed out supports the critical race theory in what it actually is in the supporting of systems. Redlining, meaning insurance companies and, and, and loaners, would, uh, yeah, banks that give loans, would not give loans to certain right. sides of towns and things of that nature. That's actually critical race theory, and critical race theory is not taught until college. Right. And actually law school, and, and it is, it's very interested in there. I believe what's being called critical race theory is actually the teaching of proper history. Mm. I am who I am and able to be, feel equal, competent, and confident in a room with any person yes. because I grew up in a neighborhood for all black people, right? right? 1946, the Collier Heights is created for all black folks. Yes. I didn't have three white teachers my whole life, then I go to Morehouse College. Right. By the time I started interacting with white kids, I'm 13, 14, but I'm confident. And I'm yeah. confident because whenever we talked about the American Revolution, our teachers reminded us, first person to die is Christopher Addicts. Yes. That's a black man. The first right. patriot to die on behalf of this country was a black man named Christopher Addicts. When we talk about um, Abraham Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation, yes. it was never lost or forgotten that his advisor, the yes. kingmaker, was a man named Frederick Douglass. Right. Frederick Douglass was the most photographed person in the 1800s. He was literally a Barack Obama-like figure in terms of his popularity. Right. 
We learn about Sojourner Truth. We learn yeah. about Harriet Tubman. We learn about Fannie Lou Hamer. There's no part of American history that was taught to me, an all-black kid, yes. growing up in an all-black community, taught by all-black instructors virtually. I was never allowed to think I was outside of America. Yes. I was never allowed to think that I was something different than American. And I was always encouraged to find yourself in the pages of history. Why is the CRT allowed to be, and even by you, yes. used as a trigger word to, to, in my opinion, to get votes, you know, yes. scare people. And how could we benefit by teaching white children yes. the truth about this country, that right. this country has never been a white country, but a culmination of cooperation, even involuntarily with us yes. being enslaved. It's been a culmination of yes. all these people working together to make this republic better. And would you support yes. something, not called CRT, yes. but a truth-based teaching that everywhere African Americans have been, yes. that we make sure white children know it? Because I believe oh. for us to be robbed yes. of our dignity is one thing, but for them to remain yes. ignorant is dangerous for you us. You know, one of the things you are saying that is so great Education. Uh -huh. You were educated. But properly educated. Properly educated. Because I could have went to Robert but, but E. Lee High School and I could have learned the War of Northern right, Aggression. One of the things you're not saying is our kids aren't being educated on anything. Right now, they don't even want to give our kids the education. And I said, one of the things we got to do, which I continue to say, we got to educate our kids. Like, and, I, and I'm not pivoting it for any of those guys. Right now, we're not teaching our kids what we need to teach them by getting them in schools that they can get the proper education. And I think, and one, that's one of the things I said to my son. Yeah. My son is part, he's black, Hispanic, and Italian. Yeah. And I said, guys, I want him to know his black history as well. Yes, you know, he, went to, he went to a public school, he didn't even know some of the black history. And I said, no, no, you gotta learn this. You gotta I want to teach him that as well, but that's not being taught in the schools because this is not what they're doing right now. So what you're saying is 100% that I will, I will support things like that. Education is what I've been saying we gotta support through the charter schools that's working because some of the public schools, they're putting money into the institution yeah. rather than the kids. Gotcha. So you would say, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Support. Oh, yes. You I would support, support a fusion of black history with, 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 with history. all history. So Black Probably. History Month don't have to just be February. Right. They're, they're, I don't know why they even give it February. Why do they call it? Well, black Carter history? G. Woodson wanted to make sure well, that we that's don't. So we want to make sure that. One of the problems yeah. we do is that's how you separate people. I want to teach kids about all history of the United States of America. That's the reason we're the greatest country in the world. We're not the greatest country in the world because of a white man. We're not the greatest country, a black man. We're the greatest country because as all mixture has come together. Cooperating. One of the most newest countries in the world, but we're the most most powerful country at this time. Yes. 
And I said, that's the reason why. So I do support that. And that's what I've been saying. And people keep saying, oh, he's saying this. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I want all kids to be educated on the history of America. You as a dad. Yes. Your, your, your son has um, identified as a person who he doesn't, I don't think he calls himself gay, but yes. he, he, he dates and he's interested in men. Yes. He's a fierce conservative like yes. his father. I've seen him speak, a very well-spoken yes. young man. You have, for all of the accusations that conservatives are not progressive, that they don't su support um, gay and lesbian agendas and stuff, you've been a very supportive father oh, of your child. You, 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 you've, you, you've shown love, you stood with him. Could you talk about that some, just because it's yes. black dads out here, you yes. know, as, as any American dad, yes. you know, you have the, the alpha male, you know, yes. the machismo, you want your, your son is a hell of an athlete and he's a cheerleader. Yes. He's a hell of a spokesman, even if you don't agree with him or not, yeah. he's a incredibly well-spoken and educated child. Talk about being the father of a gay child yes. and being that pridefully, making sure your child is respected and respected itself. I think that's a phenomenally progressive thing that you're yes. often not accredited. Well, you know, one of the things I tell people is I taught my son about the Lord Jesus. Uh -huh. And as he got older, right now he's responsible for himself. He's at an age now that he has to answer his own Christian belief. I can't answer for him. Yes, sir. So I taught him to be a good kid, and I taught him education. But one thing about it, I love this kid to death. Yeah. You know, he and his, he and my, his mom and I, we separated. Yeah. But one thing about it is we came back together to raise our son. Beautiful. And I tell people this, and I say, I want all African Americans out there to know, even though you may leave the mom, but don't leave the child. Yeah. Continue to be a dad, continue to be a strong figure in that child's life. Yes, sir. Because that happens. Yes, sir. That happens, and I said, I'm going to continue to raise him and be right there with him because I said, guys, one of the things I told the people in the Republican side when I decided to run, that's why some of them didn't endorse me at first. Mm -hmm. They're coming around and endorse me now, and I said, guys, I'm going to tell you something you may not like. All Republicans are not right. All Democrats are not wrong. This is true. The problem we have is people won't talk. Yeah. People won't talk, and I said, why don't we come up with two criteria to run for office in the United States of America? You first got to love America. Yeah. If you don't love America, why do you run? Yeah. Then you got to love the Constitution. Yeah. Because within the Constitution, there's things that you hold people accountable for can solve the problems we're fighting for right now. Absolutely. And we can amend certain things. But I said, right now, we just have people talking about things that had nothing to do with it. But with my child, I said, guys, I love him. You know, does he drive me crazy sometimes? Yes, he does. That's what children I'm going to be there waiting with him no matter what. I love that little boy. You know, people forget he speaks four different languages, three different languages, wow. and writes them. He don't just speak them; he writes them wow. as well. And he has been this 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 incredible kid. And uh, right now, we have to support people. Yes. Talking about money and athletics, when you came out, you were the you were the number one most coveted player in the country. And I expected you, I remember being a kid, I expected you to go to the NFL. I was at that point hoping, I was like, you were going to be with Steve Barkowski. I was like, yes, you're going to be in our yes. backfield somewhere. That didn't work out. You went to the USFL. You yes. played for the Generals, correct? In New yeah, Jersey. I did. Generals. I did. What, what was the USF like? Because it went away for a while. Yes. It's back now. We'll talk about that. But why? Why, why? Was it money? Uh, no, it wasn't money, even though I was really? the highest paid player there. But this is what people don't know about me. Uh, you know, when I decided to go to college, I wasn't going to college. I was going to the military. I wanted to be a Marine because, you know, coming from Wrightsville, Georgia, no kid dreamed that they can go to college, that they can play football, even though people think that I grew up playing football, I didn't. You know, I, uh, you know I, I never dreamed of playing football. I, I used to wash dishes 
At what I, year you started playing football? Uh, I started late. I started late playing football because the only reason I started How old? playing, uh, I started playing about 14. So about four. So you were in eighth grade by the time. Yes, yeah, so I started playing late because remember I was overweight. I used to be. My mom said I was big bone. So it's hope for me. Yeah, that's hope. Okay. That's all. I, I tell you what, I can help you cut all that up. I can help you cut. I'm gonna call you on that yeah. for real, man. I can do that now. Okay. Yes, but see, I didn't, and I didn't grow up watching football, playing football. So I wanted to go to the military. And when the USFL came, I just flipped the coin and I went to the USFL and. And then I did get a chance to play in the NFL. Yeah. You know, I got a chance to go to the Cowboys, play with Tom Landry and, and Tony Dorsett and Ed Tutal Jones. And, and I played with Reggie White, Randa Cuttingham. I played with some incredible players. Yeah. I'm from Wrightsville, Georgia. Yeah. That's why I tell people, you know, I've had that America's dream. Yes, it's hard. I tell you, things are tough. It ain't going to be easy, but you just got to be willing to work, put your nose down, and just okay to keep it and just keep going forward. In the USFL days, when you were with the New Jersey Generals, you met a guy who owned the team named Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. All right. I, I was used to Donald Trump being seen as a Democrat, someone very liberal, saw ladies on his arms, saw yes. casino owners. We rap about him a lot. Yes. Rappers. The, he was, yeah, he so, was a big time rapper. Yeah, he, I, he I was remember, a slickster. Yeah, I've we, been we, around him since 83, so I remember all the rappers and all the people hanging out. Oh, man. Yeah, yes. So, but, and, and then he goes on to become president of the United yeah, States, yes. 45th president of the United States, goes on and runs and wins as a, as a Republican. Yes. What's your relationship? With Trump, what was it like as an owner? Yes. I know you supported him as president, yes. and now he is supporting you and along with other people yes. who are not Trumpsters. You have an endorsement actually from Trump and Mitch McConnell. Yes. So from more moderate to more radical Republicans, yes. all kind of support you. What's your relationship with Trump been like? Well, it, it, it's, it's been good. You know, one of the things that people don't know about, uh, and I said Donald and me because he told me to keep calling him Donald, is that we have a, more of a relationship, a friend relationship. Yeah. You know, his two older kids, Ivanka and little Donald, were with my family a great deal during the summer for five years when they were little kids. Yeah. They traveled with my family. And, uh, you know, every Bronx Zoo, every Disney World, every place, they traveled with my family. So yeah. I'd known the family like that. And he eating at my home, he, and I've eaten at his home, my family eating at his home. So I got to know him in that aspect. And when he became president, I was like, whoa, he going to become president? I'm like, but I did say something in 1983. What'd you say? And I, in 1983, I remember doing an interview. It was, I think, the New York Times. I hope they still got that interview. But I, we were walking down the street, and I said, you know, this guy can be president of the United States. Yeah. And the reason I said that, because he loved the United States of America. Every time he was talking about something, he was always talking about how these other countries are taking advantage yeah. of the United States. And I just said that not knowing anything. And I said, my relationship with him has always been good because I said he loves this country. And, and, and even though you see all the crazy things that he says, I said, but the man's policies was incredible. But he does say some things that I've said sometimes. You shouldn't say that one. And he don't listen to me, but yeah, he still says it. But, but I said, one thing about uh, Donald is he's going to, he loves this country. And that's what I told people. I said, you know, this man here is going to fight for this country. And he's a fighter. He is a fighter. This is, this is a Donald Trump question. It was one of the most off-the-cuffs, over-the-top statements I'd ever heard. But what did you think when he said to black folks, what do you got to lose? Yes. What do you, what do you think yes. about that statement? When you said that statement, I said, I didn't really like the way you said that statement. There's no doubt. Give him an opportunity to see what he can do. And yeah. I think people, he showed what he can do. I think people see that the unemployment rate for African-American and black and brown was good. Yeah. You see that he even tried to fund the historical black colleges. Yeah. And people wouldn't give him credit for that. And I said, guys, look at the statistics. But I said, let's go back to where the black and brown people are at today. And let's go back to, I said, guys, we have to educate our young men and women. We need to educate them. We need to first protect them at home. 
you know, we're not right now, you look and see what's going on, and crime is wrong. And I said, we use black and brown people as people just to get votes, but we don't do anything for them. And that's the reason I decided I want to run. I said, guys, I'm not going to say, what do you got to lose with me? Yeah. I'm black. People have called me white. They've called me everything. Yeah. But when I was 16, something happened that, uh, that could have changed my life. Tell me the story. And what happened is, you know, I, I was just now coming out to be a great athlete. I was yeah. just now in Wrightsville, Georgia, coming to be this great athlete. And my, I think my high school is probably almost 55th white black. That was a young man that did something to the principal. And uh, he did something to the principal, but that was totally wrong because, you know, you want to show respect to the principal. And the principal wanted to discipline him. And everyone wanted me to stand up. But the way they wanted me to stand up was to get out of football, to leave track. There was the Klan's coming down to Wrightsville, Georgia. There was a Klan. There was a lot of African-American leaders coming down to Georgia. It was like, oh, Herschel, you got to do this, you got to do that. And my parents taught me to do what's right. Yeah. They told me to do what's right. And I, you know, and I loved the Lord Jesus. And, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to leave football. I, you know, I still think I, I'm going to do what's right. There's no calling right and wrong. Yeah. And I went this direction. And going this direction, I got a scholarship, and I, I'm where I'm at today. Get a chance Absolutely. to hear talk to you. And I, and I always think, what has happened if I went the other side? Yeah. If I went that side, where will I be at today? Because right now, I got an opportunity. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Pretty. Yeah to win the Senate seat yeah. here in Georgia, where now I can get a seat at the table yeah. that I can say, guys, we have to do this, that I'm a fighter where I can tell people, Herschel Walker will fight. Yeah. I, don't, I don't dance and sing for nobody. I never have. That when I get in there, you know, you said uh, McConnell endorsed me as well. Yeah. I told all of them before I decided to run, I said, y'all may not like Herschel because I don't dance and sing for nobody. Gotcha. And I never have because I said I can go back to Wrightsville and I'll be fine. Yeah. There are people that are going to love me no matter what. Yeah. But I said right now what I see going on is not right. Yeah. What I see going on right now is when they're trying to take advantage of African Americans just to get votes, but they get into Washington, they do absolutely nothing. Uh -huh. Nothing ever changed. We're still fighting over the same thing we were fighting when Jimmy Carter was president. When you don't hold people accountable, that's when you have problems. I want to thank you. Um, whether we agree on policy or not, doesn't matter as much as I see someone who wants to leave a legacy of a role model. Um, I see someone who's supportive of their child. I see someone who wants this republic to be as great as the Constitution promised it to be. Um, I still don't know who I'm voting for. I'm going to keep watching. Well, I know you voted for me, but that's okay. 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 <laughs> we're not going to tell anyone. We're not going to tell anyone. We're, we're, but that's okay. But I, no, I, I, thank I, you. I love and respect you, and I appreciate yeah. you greatly. No, thank you. God thank bless you for coming you to love God, and respect. God yes, bless sir. You. an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.